Hey, hey, welcome back to the podcast. This is episode two. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. This episode is one that I redid, right? It's one of my episodes that got lost in transfer and I'm redoing it, so I hope you enjoy. All right, today I'm gonna talk about expectations and how they're undermining your life. Let's start with figuring out what expectations are. All right, an expectation is a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future, a belief that someone will or should achieve something. So essentially, an expectation is your thoughts about how something or someone should be. For example, how your husband should show up, your kids should show up, your doctors and friends, how they should act, how you should act. Like your husband should notice when you're struggling and help out with, without you having to ask him, right? He should just notice. Your kids should pick up after themselves. Your doctor should have good bedside manners. Your friends and family should help out more often and offer to help you. You should always be there for your children with special needs, right? It's always got to be you. Or perhaps even this is not what your life was supposed to look like, or perhaps you shouldn't respond the way that you're responding when you found out that your child had a disability. All of these actions, right? Your husband not noticing, your kids not picking up after themselves, your friends not helping, you behaving or reacting in a way that you don't feel is appropriate to learning about your child's disabilities. These are not all bad things, okay? I'm not saying that you should not do these things or these things should not be happening, right? But that's what your expectation is saying. You're saying these things shouldn't be happening. And then when they do, you feel let down. You get your emotional indicators going, right? Emotional indicators are how you respond emotionally when you have an expectation that is not met. So you might feel frustrated, angry, sad, disappointed, uh, peeved, annoyed, shameful. Those are your emotional indicators. And remember, emotions are something you identify with one word, right? Not like, I think that I'm feeling this way, or I think like an emotion, if you're trying to narrow down the emotion that you're feeling about your expectation being not met, it needs to be one word, okay? Now, so when you have an expectation in your life that isn't met, you might have thoughts like this about it. She shouldn't have done that. He should have said that instead. They should do it this way. This is what the policies should be. Or any thought along those lines, thinking someone or something should be or do differently than they did and that it should be done the right way, which actually in your mind means your way, right? This is what our brains like to do. They like to know what's going to happen in the world so that we'll be prepared for it or have an expectation of how things should be, right? Every child should get to experience all the developmental milestones on time with their peers, Okay, that is an expectation that a lot of parents have. 
right? And for a good reason, because normally that is kind of what happens. And so when you have a child, you just expect that's what's going to happen. And it's going to be so fun, right? You're going to be able to take all of the videos and the pictures and show your friends and family and dote on your child and just enjoy watching them learn and watching them progress and watch the wonder in their eyes as they discover the world. But when you have a child that doesn't progress along that pathway, you feel let down, sad, you feel loss and grieving, maybe even shame or comparison. And then you think, this is unfair. Life shouldn't be this way. It shouldn't be this way for me. It shouldn't be this way for our child. Something has gone terribly, terribly wrong. Right? And the truth is, is that nothing has gone wrong. Something is different. And it's figureoutable. But your life is not wrong because your child has a disability. Your child is not wrong because they have a disability. You are not wrong because you're not happy about your child having disability. It's just what is. You had an expectation that your life was going to be different and that their life was going to be different, and it's not. So you feel let down, among other things, and that's okay. Because what I want to teach you today is how to process those expectations how to shift and change them. Because if you hold on to an expectation that is not being met in your life, you breed contentment, dissatisfaction, and you undermine and self-sabotage your ability to enjoy what you do have, even though it looks different than many, many other people out there. Another thing you want to be aware of that's really sneaky about expectations and how they undermine you is because they make you dependent on other people for your emotional well-being. Let me expound. When you expect your husband to notice you without you saying anything, like, hey, I'm struggling. Can you see I've been with the kids? I know you've been working all day, but I mean, we have a child with special needs. I need you to pitch in. I need you to help out and then they don't, you feel frustrated and upset and lonely and abandoned, among other things, and you blame your husband for it. If he would just show up differently, if he would just notice, if he would just pitch in and help, right? Then you might even extrapolate that to mean something about his character. He doesn't care, okay? And none those things aren't necessarily true. When you look at it from his point of view, maybe he's having a hard time too. Maybe he didn't expect that he would have a child with disabilities. And he's not quite sure how to deal with it either. Except that the way he deals with it looks differently than the way you deal with it. Just like your struggles with how your life has turned out doesn't mean anything negative about your character, neither does it about your husband, your family, or your friends, or your child. It's our expectations that make us mean, that make those situations and those circumstances mean that he doesn't care, right? Or that your friends and family don't notice, they don't have compassion, 
or any of those other stories that our brain likes to tell us about how things should be. Right? So when you have an expectation and it's not met and you struggle with that, you're trying to depend on another person to make it better by trying to get them to change to fit your expectations. Let me tell you, that is hard, hard work because you don't have control out there over other people. It's much easier to change your expectation to be something more realistic than it is to try to change the people around you to meet your expectations. So I want to offer to you right now to shift what you expect in your life. And this doesn't mean having a mediocre life or lowering your expectations or any of those things. You, be, you get familiar with what is actually happening and then you go from there. I want to cover another sneaky thing that expectations do and they, it gives us the illusion that we are in control. It can feel as if your expectations are what is holding things together. Like the people in your life are behaving well because you expect them to, like with your kids. And if you dropped that expectation, then all hell will break loose and people will stop behaving well. And perhaps to an extent, this might be true, right? Your children clean up after themselves because you require it. Right, and your husband your husband helps out because you ask. Because you expect to have a clean home so that you can function better. But the question is, is it because they genuinely want to or because they are avoiding the backlash or the guilt trip that they will get from you if they don't meet your expectations? So you have to be careful about what your expectations are actually doing. Are they actually holding things together? Or is it an illusion? Are people just trying to avoid a bigger negative consequence? A bigger negative reaction? Something to consider. I don't know that this is the case for you, but you will know. And if it is, there's something you want to consider shifting. And by shifting, I mean letting go of the idea that your expectations of other people is what holds things together, your relationships and whatnot. You cannot control other people. And you cannot control your child's disability. So that is something that you can let go. So I want to invite you to change your expectations. And you're welcome to keep your wants such as I want a doctor with good bedside manners or I want my kids to clean up after themselves. I want my husband to help out more. I want my family to reach out more or I want to feel differently about my child's disability. I want to react differently, right? These wants are great. I'm not saying that you need to stop wanting those things. You just want to drop the part where you enter into frustration or anger or anything else, a negative emotion of any kind that's useless or counterproductive. You just want to drop going into those emotions. Because when you drop into those emotions is when you start to assume the worst about people and yourself. You make attempts to manipulate them or guilt trip them or have them conform 
to what you think things should be, you lose curiosity and compassion for yourselves and for other people. And this is how expectations can undermine you, is when you drop into those negative emotions. So I'm going to make the assumption that you don't want to manipulate or guilt trip your loved ones or the people you want help from, like your doctors, or that you don't want to assume the worst in people, including yourself. And I'm going to assume that you don't want to just let your kids make a mess of the whole house and that you don't want that you want help from your spouse and you want a doctor with good bedside banners, okay? So assuming all those things, the good news is that you can ask for and work to get those things without experiencing the energy draining and emotionally upsetting and unproductive experience of unmet expectations. No more waiting for someone else to get it right so that you can feel better and in control. And this all starts by dropping or changing your expectations into what is actually happening, into reality. So I'm going to share something really awesome with you guys, which is the process that I learned that can help you deal with unmet expectations and help you shift and create realistic expectations while being able to create the life you do want. So the first step is that you wanna become aware of what your expectations are. You can do this by noticing when you become upset or disappointed because something didn't go as planned or someone didn't or isn't behaving how you think they should. Notice what you're thinking when you feel this way. What shoulds do you have for this specific situation? Write it down, map it out. Okay, step two is you wanna separate reality from your expectations. What is actually happening? And when you answer this question, you're answering with facts. For example, kids leave dinner dishes on the table and leave after eating. Or husband comes home from work, goes straight to bedroom till dinner time. These are facts. The expectations are revealed when you think, I've asked my kids a hundred times to clean up after themselves and they keep disrespecting me by ignoring my requests. If they respect me as their mother, which they should, they would remember to clear their plates after dinner. Okay, that whole little section right there is your expectation of how your kids should be after dinner time. Another example is if my husband cared, he would take notice of the overwhelm that I'm in and pitch in and help. Okay, that's the expectation. Your expectation in this case is that he should care and he should show that care by noticing me and helping me. All right, so after you've separated out the facts of the situation from the expectations of how things should have happened in that situation, now you move on to step three, which is to get curious. And by get curious, I also mean giving them the benefit of the doubt. Right, They likely do have good reasons for why they chose to behave like they did or like they do. If you are assuming the best about them, what are the possible reasons behind these behaviors? Go ahead and take note of that and just think, okay, 
Maybe it didn't come to my husband's mind because he's really stressed today. Maybe he's feeling overstimulated and just needs a break. Right? You've been there. Maybe my kids are just kids and at a developmental stage where they don't really think about those things and they forget so easy. They're not often thinking about, how can I show mom that I respect and love her? Right? Or even that kids should show us respect, right? Kids don't necessarily naturally come that way. And I'm not saying that's something you shouldn't want to have or try to implement in your home. I'm just saying when you expect that from kids as the first thing that they should do and they should think about it often, you're going to be disappointed. Because reminding kids over and over and over again, even up into their teen years, seems to be the way of things. And that it's not coming from a place of manipulation on their part, right? So get curious about why else might they be doing that? Step four is to weigh your options and choose how you want to behave. Only you can know what you need to do. But I will share a few ideas of what I do. As I mentioned just earlier, it's helpful to remember that kids need lots of reminders and coaching. So you could just choose to remind them. No problem. If you decide you don't want to keep reminding them, you could put a simple consequence in place for when they don't clear their plate. Either way, you make a plan centered around the reality of what is happening, which is them not clearing their plates, like usual, instead of holding out for them to hopefully remember this time, and then they don't, and then you feel frustrated or surprised, which is funny, because why would you feel surprised if they always behave that way, right? And the same thing with the spouse situation. Expect what has been happening to keep happening. He's going to go straight for the bedroom and stay there till dinner. Now, how do you want to show up? Maybe you choose to go talk to him and see, you know, if he's dealing with anything difficult at work or maybe you can help him or maybe you're just going to go in and make a request. Hey, at this time every day, I really struggle when it comes to dinner and other things. I really want to show up the best I can for this family and help. I need a little bit more help in this area. When you get home, would you be willing to come and take the kids so that I can finish up making dinner for us? And then see what he says. Or maybe you both decide that you need to hire someone to help because he's not able to deliver on that request, but you still need it. So maybe you figure out a third option or maybe you get respite care. Lots of options when you drop into curiosity instead of frustration. All right, just to sum up, expectations. Your manual for how the world should be and all the people in it only will undermine and sabotage your life. Take a step back. Look at what is actually happening. Don't be surprised when it keeps happening. Reevaluate your expectations. Change those expectations to be what is actually happening. Then decide what you want to do. Drop into curiosity. Be strategic. You can still want what you want, and you can still create the life that you want. And you will do it a lot better when you're doing it from a place of curiosity, of problem solving, of strategy, of teamwork, of empowerment. All those things will be available to you if you're not spending your time in frustration or trying to get people to show up the way you think they should. All right, guys, that's what I got for you this week. So, so good. Let's 
go. Go get it. And I will see you next week. Until then, take care. <laughs>